All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart. And chances are you or someone you already know has already watched the new Hulu series, Normal People. You might even watch it one day. Like Sarah Alexander wrote on Twitter, she said, I have spent my day watching all 12 episodes of Normal People, Just Gorgeous. Cecilia McAdams on Twitter said she spent 10 hours watching the series saying, quote, my heart is absolutely full and broken at the same time. So what's all of this about? Normal People is based on a literary sensation of the same name by acclaimed Irish author Sally Rooney. And like the original novel, the show became a pretty much an overnight critical and commercial hit. The series tells the story of a couple, Connell and Marianne. They come together in high school when Connell is a quiet but popular football star, working class kid, and Marianne is a read-thin, bookish, sometimes a bit salty, and not that social person. Both are brilliant, and they begin a relationship in secret. You know, um... You were saying the other day that you like me. By the photocopier, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you mean like as a friend or what? No. Not just as a friend. Yeah, I thought that might be implied. I just wasn't sure. See, I'm just a little confused about what I feel. I think uh, it'd be awkward in school if something happened with us. No one would have to know. As you can imagine, that doesn't necessarily work out well. But then both Marianne and Connell head off to Trinity College in Dublin, and the script is flipped. She's the confident one with a pack of friends, and he's the one struggling to fit in. Yet the two manage to keep finding their way back to one another. Normal People has gotten widespread acclaim for its intimate and serious portrayal of young love, sex, and mental health. The New York Times calls it a gorgeous, melancholy series that presents an empathetic study of two people coming together of age. We're joined now by executive producer and Oscar-nominated director Lenny Abrahamson. You know his work from the film Room. He directed the first six episodes of Normal People, and he joins us from Ireland, so there's a slight delay. Lenny, thanks for being with us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. I understand you knew you wanted to adapt the book before it was even published. You had a galley copy. When you were reading the novel, what inspired you as a director? I mean, it's, there's so many factors. I think primarily it's just Sally's writing is so great. I mean, it's deceptively simple. It's quite direct. She tells you what happens and what people think and what they say, but somehow she manages to give you this incredibly intimate encounter with the characters. And it, it is a story of intimacy, you know, the intimacy between them, but also it's told in this very intimate way. And I was also excited by the fact that it's a story which takes young people um, and first love and that transition from teen to adult, it takes it really seriously. It doesn't kind of make it glossy, nor does it like 
pathologize it. It's a it's a really truthful, really beautifully observed story of an incredibly important part of I think everybody's life. So yeah, and it's Irish and I'm an Irish filmmaker and there's just a whole lot of reasons why I felt very passionately about it. I was going to ask you, you're Irish, the writer's Irish, the story's set in Ireland. <laughs> For the non-Irish, what's particularly <laughs> Irish about this story? Well, I think the answer is actually sort of everything and nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's cast and crew. It's, it's an entirely sort of, even though we made it with the BBC and we made it with Hulu, um, the kind of DNA of it is, and, and the, the people around it are all from here, over here being where I am. But actually, because it's, you know, Ireland now is such a, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you look at the generation of Marianne and Connell, they have often more in common, those teenagers in Ireland or those young adults in Ireland have more in common perhaps with their American peers or the European mm-hmm. peers than they might with a, an older generation of Irish person. I mean, it's a sort of globalized culture that all of them um, partake, participate in. So... On the one hand, it's really Irish. The landscape is here. The the accents, as you could hear in that clip, and there are lots of cultural details that people will hopefully be intrigued by. But ultimately, it's a pretty universal story about the sorts of people that I think young American viewers, as well as older American viewers, will will be able to identify and identify with pretty easily. One of the biggest challenges I imagine for you, as a, as someone in the visual medium, is that so much of the story relies on the interior dialogue from Connell and Marianne. So as a filmmaker, when you think about that, when you think about that interior dialogue, what kind of decisions do you have to make in terms of camera angles, in terms of lighting, to help us mm-hmm. understand it? Um, I mean, that's the challenge always. You know, it's, 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 it's more focused, I suppose, when you're adapting a, a piece of literature because you've, you know, it's very apparent what's being said on the page. But it's always true, you know, if you're making any drama, how do you how do you reflect the interior of characters in this kind of very external um, medium in a way? You know, you, you turn a camera on and everything pours in. The writer can kind of, the writer has a scalpel. The, the filmmaker has a different sort of instrument. I think it's a combination of things, you know, clever adaptation. And we were lucky, very lucky to work with Sally Rooney herself and the w- wonderful British playwright called Alice Birch. Um, and it's the clever sort of, culling or grabbing or choosing of pieces of interior um, speech or thought and, and making them flow out into dialogue. But actually, it's, it's just about the presence of great actors as well and, and closely and carefully observing them and with texture and kind of uh, love. You know, it, it, people are amazing at understanding other people and great actors have the capacity to just inflect their their kind of body language and their their kind of expressions and the tones of voice with so much color and i think it's just all of the all of the machinery of filmmaking gets harnessed to do exactly what you're talking about which is to give a sense of the interior on screen my guest is lenny abrahamson executive producer and director of the first six episodes of Normal People. And we got a, an unsolicited tweet about Normal People. Um, we we'd advertised you were going to be on the show today. And the tweet says, So happy to see Mr. Abramson on the show today. The Hulu series Normal People is so beautifully done. Please commend him for being true to the story without being pedantic. It's moving to watch as it was to read. Bravo. Now, the script really hues closely oh, to, nice. the, to, the bro- to the book, correct? 
Yeah. So the, uh, say that again. Sorry, Alison. The split the, the, space pretty close to the book. Yes, right. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, there are lots of subtle changes and there are some different emphases. And we do, I think the way the, the very end works and how that's set up is a little bit different because mm-hmm. it's in, in the novel, it's one massive interior kind of um, look at, 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 at the character's interiors and we have to kind of break that open a little bit. But I think in terms of faithfulness, it's a very faithful adaptation. Um, and and it's you know we were it was good to be able to do that because you can't not every book allows that sometimes when you dig in you find fractures and things that you need to deal with the book really held and and I think that's because the compelling how compelling that relationship is you know it's such a beautiful love story and such a kind of complex love story in a way as well as being um, as I said about the novel fairly direct in its telling that once you just concentrated on what was happening between those two characters you know we always felt we were on really firm ground and and that allowed us to to you know i suppose walk through the story in a fairly straight way so we need to talk a little bit about intimacy and sex because the sex scenes in this series have inspired a lot of praise about the way they're shot and the way that this particular sexual relationship is depicted what kind of conversations did you have with your actors? And I understand you used an intimacy coach. And I would love to know how, mm-hmm. what impact you think that had on the end result. I think it was really important. Um, I mean, I was, I think it was the first time that I've ever worked with an intimacy uh, coach. And I was like pre- skeptical when I heard about this role. I thought, oh, here's somebody that will get between me and the actors. And hmm. that's always a scary thing for a director. Or, you know, um, just all sorts of, of anxieties around it. But actually, worked with a wonderful woman called Isha O'Brien, who's worked on shows like Sex Education and other things that people, viewers would know on Netflix, for example. And she just has a, a, a way of framing the discussion, which is incredibly inclusive, which is very um, collaborative, which allows for kind of creative collaboration, but keeps everybody safe and heard. And so we would we talked very early on. I mean, I took, before you even became involved, I spoke to the actors before we cast them about the way I was thinking about nudity and about intimacy. We talked about things like life drawing and, and nudity and art. And mm. we talked about Nan Golden's photography. And she was this beautiful British photographer who mm. shot, uh, or, uh, you know, shot nudes, but in a way which is very tender and real. So we talked about that, and the actors were very much believe like I did that this was essential to the story it's not an add-on to the story it's it's deeply part of of understanding their relationship but then Isha came in and she just has these very you know good ways of working from the very practical like how do you make something look real without in any way sort of um you know in ways that the actors feel safe and comfortable with but also um how we would talk about every scene in advance, talk about it dramatically, separate the character from the actor so that there's no sort of push to have any actors bringing their own intimate life into this, into the, the space, you know? It's really about character work. It's about displaying and creating images that carry the meaning that we all agree on. And then very simple things like, you know, agreeing touch, what sort of touch each, both of the actors feel comfortable with having ways of, of um, discussing that with don't use sort of coy euphemisms or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just ends up being a very grown-up and ultimately very, I think, 
fulfilling experience, you know, because I think the scenes are very beautiful and I think they wouldn't have been if people had felt awkward or uncomfortable in the making of it. Let's talk about those two actors, by the way. My guest is Lenny Abrahamson. We're talking about normal people now on Hulu. Daisy Edgar-Jones and Paul Mescal. And I understand it's Paul's first on-screen role. For, for you as a director, what is the benefit of having an unknown? Well, we didn't set out to, to have unknowns or knowns. We just went and tried to find the best people. And when you're casting people in their early 20s, these two characters are, these two actors are, there's a good chance that they will be unknown. Um, I, I think then if that is the thing that happens, and these two actors were so great and so right, there is a, an excitement about that, I suppose, when you then come to bring the show to audiences because it's just they're so brilliant and we were aware of how good they were while we were shooting and it was always exciting to think how this would land with an audience um and maybe the other advantage i suppose is just that there are there's no baggage from other shows or other films and and it adds to that sense of realism for an audience that they you know your chances of creating that thing that i always want to create which is a feeling that you're encountering real people that's helped by, by that kind of lack of familiarity. But um, I, that, that, that's it. You know, they're, they're not, for those two actors now, I think their days of, of you know, <laughs> anonymity are kind of over. You know, in that first clip that we played, you know, there's after that point where we cut it, there's 10 seconds of silence before anything happens again. Yeah. And there are lots of moments of silence. For you as a director, how is silence a good tool? Well, I, yeah, that's a really good question. I really like it because if you create an intense atmosphere and if there is sort of, if there's a palpable transaction between people happening, then you need to give it space to, to resonate for an audience. The scary thing is that people are now used to such a speed of storytelling that there's a worry that people will, you know, they will just give up before they've tuned into this new kind of pace and feeling. Hmm. So, so like there were lots of discussions in the making of it, but we all felt that this was the only way to be true to it. And I think what's really heartening is that audiences do seem to really like it. And it gives me confidence that that way of telling a story where you can really listen and allow people to watch and listen, and you're not just throwing stimuli at them all the time. There mm -hmm. is really an audience for that. And oh, absolutely. nothing is more powerful than a held breath. Absolutely. The name of this series is Normal People. It is on Hulu. Lenny Abrahamson, thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on the show. Thank you so much, Allison. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.